0: and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au.
1: Well welcome uh, to the latest edition of the Dogcast uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host for today Bretton Yates and Uh, As always, joined by Greyhound Racing SA's Racing Manager, Sean Matheson. Uh, Matho, welcome. And we have got a a really big week coming up in the Greyhound world here in SA.
0: Yeah, thanks, Yatesy. Yeah, great to be back on the dog cast with you. And um, yeah, plenty of um, stuff going on in Greyhound Racing in South Australia. I mean, we've got the launching pad final coming up on this Thursday night. And of course, on Sunday, just gone, the Group 3 Murray Bridge Gold Cup. What a wonderful night that was. Six wonderful heats. and. I know that we'll be touching on that later in the show.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to that. Uh, the way the box draw is shaped up as well for that, that Group 3 final is is something to, uh, to really talk about. And as you touch on Thursday night, it's a uh, big night, uh, the final of the Launching Pad SA division. So we've got plenty to come up. Up next, our big review. The Week in Review. Our Week in Review uh, brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. Proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our Gap SA Greyhounds uh, in the Gap Prison programs. They're based right here in SA. Uh, visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au for more info. Uh, Matho, we head back to last Sunday. We yep. had six heats of the uh, the Murray Bridge Cup sponsored by Daish Irrigation and Fodder. Uh, look, a, a terrific series and... I'm really intrigued by the final, but uh, let's first look back on, on what happened Sunday night. Yep. Um, and first race, uh, first heat taken out by the Red Runner, which was a little bit of the pattern of the night. Those yeah. drawn closer to the rails seem to do
0: OK. Uh, Sand Dave Diamond able to drive lead and win. Yeah, terrific for Tony Rasmussen um, and the team there. Sandave Dave Diamond, double figure odds, Yates, yeah. as well. But yep. I mean, the dog goes really good at Murray Bridge. It's high grade there. And yeah, was able to lead. Um, and it was like you're saying a bit of the pattern drawn inside, but able to lead on Sunday night, you got went a long way to to getting the victory. So yeah, Sandave Diamond did a good job to to lead throughout. Um fantastic Kiri, um, a nice second, qualified for the final in running as as one of the fastest second place getters. Um, and Mpunga Raider not much luck for Tim Alawisi yeah. we've seen him here at Angle Park he's he's going to be a really good dog in the next coming months for Tim probably first look at Murray Bridge and got a bit too far back it was a bit off.
1: slow out wasn't it he? Yeah. he just couldn't make up that ground but you're right fantastic Kiri closed off nicely and sort of made its way uh, through to the final so that were the uh, two that were to progress from uh, the opening heat what about uh, heat number two another box one performer Panorama yeah. able to drive through
0: yeah we've seen this dog for the Ben Rawlings team. It's got good high speed. Once able to lead, was always going to be hard to catch. Uh, 29-82, which wasn't a bad time for him. Held off Victor Lisa in the final straight to qualify. Um, yeah, I mean this dog does have really good speed, and and so obviously put himself in the race in the final. Uh, but uh, he was able to lead um, one by a neck, so just got home. Yeah, but again, I think strong enough to the line.
1: Yeah, I, I think the key to it as well was the pressure came from Victor Lisa and was able to lift and sort of go again, it had that flat spot mid-race where Victor Lisa really put some heat on and able to survive and, and get through to the final. Come up with a bit of an awkward draw for me. Uh, we'll get to that as far as the final goes. One I really liked uh, was taking out the uh, third heat of the uh, the cup, Tom Keeping. Tell me about this qualifier.
0: Yeah, well, um, Tom Keeping drew wide, um, and but... Didn't bother him, was able to race forward, uh, find the front, and then really raced away from them. Maybe yeah. a little bit of jamming off the back straight with the ones in behind, but he was off and gone, wasn't he? Uh, 25 and uh, 53. 53, which is a really good time. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Matt Lanigan, I mean, they do a lot of kilometres from across the border. Uh, what benefited this dog, he had a look the week before okay. in, that, in the morning meeting that got shifted there due to the heat. Um, and so he had a good look. Um, so I'm pretty sure uh, winning his heat and then into the final, that'll be three looks. He'll be even more improved for the final, so I think he's a big player for the final. He was able to beat fired up Finn, who flashed home at $71 Yates. He don't see too many of them um, find the money at those sort of <laughs> prices, uh, but a really good run, but um Uh, The one out of that final was just Tom Keeping.
1: Yeah, I I think you're right with fired up Finn as far as a follow. It was a decent sort of run. I know the margin was significant because the winner was so good, but uh, it was well back early, able to sort of find its way through. And I I thought found the line okay. So from a future perspective, um, you know, worth a look, fired up Finn going forward. Uh, Look, the quickest qualifier was Ravers Army. Interesting sort of run. Began well. Really flat mid-race, and we know the strength it's got going over those sort of middle distances.
0: Um, and we had another qualifier out of this particular heat as well. Yeah, so Ravers Army, 25-44. Like what you said, Yates, I thought he began really well. I thought he's dangerous here, and he yep. just lost a little bit of ground to the, to the leaders. Yep. But then once they turned for home and sort of the, the gaps opened up for him, he was really strong. And we know he's gone sub-34 here at Angle Park over 595, so the strength about him is really good. Uh, Goodly qualified. He'll be better for the run in the final. Um, And as you mentioned, Mr. Ticket for Ben Rawlings. This is a dog that's been racing. Actually, I reckon likes Murray Bridge better than anywhere else. The big one-turn track for him. And he was able to um, charge home. Twenty-five sixty-one for him running second was a really good time. Um, so both of them, I think, will be good players. A lot of money for Victor Marley in this race. She is the Oaks winner from back in December at yep. the Bridge, um, and we know she's Group Three place that went, a uh, Group One place that went with Park in the National Futurity. But um, yeah, a lot of money for her. She showed good speed, but the other two are just a bit too strong.
1: Yeah, she was able to get to the lead sort of in that after that first bit where Raver's Army got jammed a little and sort of led and then sort of battled on into third. Uh, It was certainly beaten on her merits, I thought, in in that particular heat. Uh, Ravers Army, very good. And, and look, the interesting thing about these heats, and I think it's going to really transpose its way through to the final. (laughs) Look, this start, you've got a really long run, right? Yeah. And, And that's generally where you need to find a spot and settle. But I reckon the race is going to be won from the back turn to the home turn because, to me, These heat winners, that's where they really won it, most of them. Like, with the exception of perhaps uh, the first two, Sandave Diamond and Panorama, Tom Keeping, brilliant from that turn off the back to the home turn. Ravers Army had to really muscle. That was a key part to its particular run. It was copping left and right pressure, but to hold and then... You're right in the straight where it is where it powered through. Our next one, same story, Fantastic yeah. Dixie. Draws inside away okay, but that section from off the back to the home turn really put them to the sword. I think that's going to be a key part to the final. Actually, I made a mistake. It was the quickest qualifier, Fantastic okay. Dixie. Yep. Uh, narrowly in front of Ravers Army, a .02 difference. Take us through the win of Fantastic Dixie in the fifth heat.
0: Well, I think box one helped her a lot, I think, because she's not – Never the fastest out. She holds her own. Yeah. But then once she musters and she's hard on that rail, she just motors from those two points you were talking about. Yeah. And there there was plenty of room for her to move, really. Yes. And she got going and she really motored past some 20, 25, 42 Won by close to seven lengths. Really raced away. She was super strong, but I, th- I do think the box draw helped her a lot in that heat. Yep. She was strong in the market, and she does go good at Murray Bridge. So she's going to be another one. Whenever she draws close, which she has in the final, which we'll talk later, um, she's certainly a big player. But yeah, she's got really good acceleration through that mid race and Victor Tony, good run into second, didn't qualify, but fantastic Dixie. Yeah, I don't think you can take much away from her.
1: I think your point's well made about the space that it had to move in the early part yeah. and I'm just wondering whether it's going to get the same sort of um, space to move in the final with Tom Keeping drawn on its outside. So we'll discuss that and look forward to seeing what may play out there. The final heat was uh, race seven. This was heat six. Um, And Bernardo Boll and Victor Mikey battled it out with uh, Victor Mikey sort of stranded a bit out deep and eventually finding its way. But, gee, really powerful late. I really like the way it found the line in the running.
0: Yeah, a really good run. Yeah, uh, Yates, I thought once Victor Mikey was caught out off the track, yeah. I thought well, okay, we'll battle into a I place, I agree. Right? I agree, yeah. But really rocketed home. Bernardo Bowl, I thought once Bernardo Bowl found the front. I agree as well. I thought it was going to be hard the to beat. Yeah. So I mean, full credit to Victor Mikey. Really can't take anything away from that yeah. run. I'm not too worried about the 2584 time because it was doing workout wide, so that's that's a that's a really good time. Um, But, yeah, I mean, um, Victor Mikey, Bernardo, both good runs. They're probably the only dog that sat wide and got home, Victor Mikey, to qualify. Everything else was up on speed and and up near the lead. So, yeah, I mean, rounded out um, a good night. The Rasmussen's got two into the final. Uh, Rawlings' team got two into the final. And the Cheggier Cheggier team got two into the final. Yeah. So a really good night of racing on Sunday night at the bridge. What's the race worth, Matho, the final on Sunday? Yeah, so Group 3 level, 25,000 to the winner. So very, very much a race to be won. Um, the six heats, only Matt Lanigan from Victoria came across the border. Yeah. And, and in past years, we've had really good support from interstate. Yeah. But the Horsham Cup landed at the same time. Okay. So I probably took a few of those um, sort of just second tier um, one-turn dogs just away from us. So, But that's okay. I mean, we had six wonderful heats, huge depth, But yeah, 25,000 on Sunday night to the winner. And the supporting program, Yatesy, will be actually really strong as well.
1: Yeah, and look, I think the strength of the race can be found in the final because it is a fantastic race on paper. We'll get to it soon. But the, the way they came through, the times they ran, the boxes that have been drawn and that, position that you're going to have to need to find to get off the back is going to be so crucial so uh, look it's a ripping final I can't wait for it on uh, yep. on Sunday night um, now Thursday night we've got the final of the launching pad coming yep. up we'll dissect that but the, the best way to maybe begin that is to go back and have a look at the heats uh, last Thursday night and uh, the first of them was race three and taken out by could be king my grey yeah, I mean, one of your favourites. He was able to gee, began pretty well like was out with them and yep.
0: um, just too powerful in the in the finish a really nice win well i think i mean he's he's had some really strong racing of of recent weeks you know through the the likes of um you know the saint ledger and and all of those sorts of races so i mean he is a very progressive type big dog did what you sort of expected him to do um when queen of scotch won the feature race a few weeks ago yeah um he was able to just sort of sit in behind them and just muscle his way through but The last section, Yatesy, is the thing I think most people are excited by this dog about is that he found his way to the front mid-race and he just went away from them pretty easily. So uh, there's plenty of upside to this dog. Um, Zipping Highland was a good run for Nicky Price into second. I thought it was really good because, like you say, could be King the run home, but... It held
1: the tail there for for most of that way. Yeah. And it sort of didn't lose any ground, and if anything, it might have even made a little bit in in the run home. Might have made half a length or so on on the winner. I thought it was a really game effort. The second dog as well. well. They
0: streeted the rest of them, didn't they? Yeah. And um, Victor Curl was back in third to to qualify, but a long way from the first two. So I mean, I certainly think. Um, could be Keane zipping Highland in the final um, will be strongly supported I think they're both really good runs
1: and I mean the other thing with this is that they were small lead-ins so the fields were small uh, leading in and the way the races were run we'll get to the next couple of heats they were a bit scrambly and there was a lot of space when we come to the final, it's going to be a bit different to that. So we're really intrigued on your thoughts as to how that may play out. The second of the heats uh, taken out by Livet. Quite an amazing win. Uh, Greyhound, who was never in it early. there was well back wide. Uh, the leaders were up and running. And I don't know where it found the last section from. Extraordinary finish to win.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's an improving type. Uh, probably didn't expect that on, on what he's been showing of late. But, you know, full credit to the Rasmussen team. They've got this dog running really well, set for the heat, power at home, 30.88. So, I mean, it needs a bit more improvement there, I would have thought, but definitely it's on the right path. And, yeah, take nothing away. Um, Spartan Brave ran second. I think with Spartan Brave it was first up for Lockie Mill um, in South Australia from interstate. So expect a little bit of improvement there. But, yeah, I wouldn't take much away from from Livet. Rage and Riot, um, it's got good high speed. Yes. Um, but probably the 530, the slightly stronger ones, can get past it. What about the, uh,
1: the last heat of the launching pad? Uh, look, this was pretty... Um, elementary stuff, uh, yeah. Agent nine 99, straight to the lead. Uh, we had the one and the four sort of tangle in behind yeah. and then the, the roughy, faster than slow, running into second.
0: Yeah, probably the, the least we say about yeah. the race, the better eighty, to be honest. But yeah. take nothing away from Agent 99. Nine. I mean, 30-73, um, it's, it's in a rich vein of form. That was its third win on the bounce there. Um, see My Future, um, the hot favourite. I said, due to the tangle, unfortunately, didn't qualify for the final. Um, whether it would have beaten Agent 99 is debatable. Yep. I mean, it, I mean, um, Agent 99 got the job done from the front and fast and slow was able to qualify in that second position. But yeah, I mean, you know, all three heats were were, were really good and and competitive. in though they were small, um, they all progressed to the final this Thursday night, and and ultimately you know, the winner of that will progress to the the, the $400,000 launching pad at Sandown in a yeah. few weeks'
1: time. Yeah, terrific stuff. Um, uh, speaking of Tony Rasmussen earlier as well, yeah. uh, now, Victor Damien, can you talk to us about where uh, he's heading to next?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'd love to say we're going to see him in South Australia soon, but it doesn't look <laughs> like we're going to see him. He's going to be... Um, travelling all around the country, it looks like. So, I mean, congratulations to the to the team there, the Shadows and the Rasmussens, that Victor Damon's been picked up by Ladbrokes um, for the slot race in Perth, the Sandgroper, I think it's called. Um, and so as part of, I think, the agreement there, because Ladbrokes sponsor the... Um, uh, golden easter egg so and we know victor damien's already won a group one there the national derby so i think he'll be heading there to the golden easter egg hopefully progress through to the final there um and then the week later um towards the middle of april he'll be off to western australia for the sand group of the slot race taking on the likes of wow she's fast she's a pearl really exciting for for those guys south australian racing he's sa bred he's sa owned um but yeah, I mean, really, really exciting for the team, and and looking forward to what he can do. So he'll be trialing at Cannington uh, this Saturday night. Okay. So we saw wow, she's fast trial last Saturday night. Um, she just broke thirty seconds, but she just came off the plane and all of that. So it'll be interesting to see what time Victor Damien can run.
1: Yeah, he, Gee was terrific in the final, wasn't he? The Australian Cup. I heard you and Lockheed speak about <laughs> yeah. him on the dogcast last week. But Gee, what a performance! Uh, just not in it early, but. What he did from that sort of into the back section home was was pretty extraordinary stuff.
0: Well, as we mentioned, I mean, I think the the Group One dogs, you know, the Wowsies, Fast Emmeron Boy, they they could have done what he did, but they'd have been going up the inside. Yeah. Victor Damon was out wide, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I yeah. don't even know if they would have been able to necessarily do exactly what he's able to do. I mean, it's a wonderful run, and he's one of one of if not the most exciting young chasers in the land. And definitely Ladbrokes feel that way. They've picked him up nice and early for the slot race. So, geez, exciting times. I mean, it, you know, you get these once-in-a-lifetime dogs come around, and I think Tony has sort of said that, that this is the dog, I think, for them. So, you know, fingers crossed that he keeps um, progressing well. And, and Yates, just a quick one. I have it's not on the run sheet there, but the truck bounced back into the winner's list. Yes. He hasn't won, I think, since January 2022, so um, over the 680. He's been going around over the, sh- the, the straight track at the bridge yeah um, but he was uh, Sunday night 6:80. I got to tell you I was in the um, in the venue. It was race nine or ten on the card, and it was a big cheer. Like everyone was <laughs> up and about. The truck got home, so uh, congratulations to Wally and the truck, and uh, nice to see him in the winner's circle.
1: Oh, fantastic staff, sir Truculent. Uh, gee, what a what a greyhound he's been here in uh, in South Australia. Uh, all right, mate. Um, well, we're going to come back. Big previews. They'll be on the way.
0: The preview.
1: Our time now for the uh, preview of the Daesh Irrigation and Fodder Group 3 Murray Bridge Cup. That's coming up uh, this Sunday, uh, the 12th of March. Gates open at 4.30. Uh, there's trackside food, bar, live music activities for the uh, kids. Entry is a uh, gold coin donation to the uh, Murray Bridge CFS. And with a public holiday on uh, Monday for the Adelaide Cup in the Gallows as well, Matthew, I'm sure this is going to be a, a really nice crowd. And the, yep. the Murray Bridge locals, they certainly get out and support this event.
0: Most definitely. Uh, as you mentioned the public holiday the day after so no reason not to get there Um, locals or just travel up for the night Um, it's going to be a a huge program of racing plenty of support um, races with uh, plenty of good dogs going around but obviously the feature is going to be the group 3 Murray Bridge Cup final worth $25,000. I mean, it, it's a wonderful race on paper.
1: And for those that are going, it's they're going to have the opportunity to experience Greyhound Racing from a couple of different perspectives because uh, we've got um, the heats that were run earlier in the week for the, the Murray Bridge straight track. We'll yep. have a couple of straight track races that are at the beginning of the program. Yep. And then we move into the circle track. So can you just briefly outline how that all works? And-
0: yeah, so... so- because the straight track is, you're right next to the, the yeah. patrons. Yeah, you're, you're right there. Um, so we wanted to have that as just an, an extra thing on the night. And so the first two races, races one and two, will be uh, run down the straight track, one over 300, one over 350. Yeah. They're both finals of, of heats on Tuesday. Um, and so, I mean, that'll be that'll be really good. And then there's like a... Our team will go to work to so put the take the winning post down, get everything <laughs> ready, move the alignments and all that sort of stuff so that we can go to the one turn and then get into the remainder of the program. But we do the straight track early because there's no lights on the straight track. So we do them first and then we build into the rest of the night with the one turn. So it's a really good um, uh, it's really good that we're doing that and we get really good feedback around it that people get that uh, you know there's not too many venues you can have two tracks at the one one night so um, we're quite unique in that regard
1: and I think what an experience it would be for the the spectators to be right up close and you're basically right on them I mean you're right that straight track you're right there so to to feel that excitement and to experience the the sensation as they run by you is going to be a, a great opportunity for people on well, Sunday. I think
0: that's a really good point, Yatesy, because you can look at the Greyhounds run around on TV yep. and go, oh, yeah, you're moving pretty fast. Yep. But when – that if they're a little bit away from you, again, you see how fast they're going, but they're going right in front of you. They're yeah. going to they're gonna be to your left and they're yeah. going to be to your right <laughs> and the race will be over. Yeah. So it'll be really good to, you know, the people will see that. And they also see the, the dogs they are once they finish the race, you know, they get their pats and yeah. how much love the, the participants have for them. So it's a, it's really good. Uh, Rightio,
1: let's start to get into this big feature final. I'll just run through the box draw on the market and then yep. uh, you can start diving away. Uh, we've got Ravers Army in box one. So it's $3.30 each Equal favourite. Uh, Two, Sandave Diamond is $8. Three, Fantastic Dixie is $3.30. Equal favourite. Uh, Four, Tom Keeping at $4.40. Five, Fantastic Kerry at $21. Uh, Number six, Panorama, $10 on the tab fixed. Uh, Seven, Mr. Ticket. $12 $12 and box eight, Victor Mikey at $12. Uh, Bernardo Boll and Victor Tony are the two reserves in order there, $22 yep. and $8 respectively. So there's still a little bit of percentage to come out with those two reserves, but uh Ravers Army and fantastic Dixie coming up as equal favorites. And I, I sort of can't really dispute that uh, from, no. from the way I see the race. Take us through it, Matho. What are you, what are you seeing?
0: Well, I think like what you said, I think they've got the market right. I think it's pretty clear the way the heat's panned out and the way the box draw has fallen that the inside four dogs are the, are the four favourites yes. really because yep. they've got speed and strength um, and the, the Greyhound's drawn five to eight. They also have speed and strength, but they've got to get around the inside four. So I think the market's right. I think Ravers Army uh, and Fantastic Dixie both genuine favourites. I mean, the way I looked at the race was, um, you know, you've always want to be leading in these sorts of races because you you, you do take the, uh, the luck out of it if you're in front. And the way I looked at it was uh, Tom keeping for mine out of the four. Third look at the track for Matt Lanigan, I think it's going to be really hard to beat. I would have liked him to have either draw inside or outside, one or the other. I'm not just not sure about the middle. Having said that, fantastic Dixie drawn on his inside and fantastic Kerry on his outside. They're not going to beat him out. So he's at least going to have a little bit of room there yep. to to build momentum. Sandave Diamond, I think we, we saw in the heat that it'll go forward and probably lead initially. I don't think Raver's Army can can lead it, but Raver's Army with a good beginning is going to be sweating on them. So I, I think Tom Keeping's a fair chance to be either just outside Sandave Diamond or even leading himself. If he's leading, I can't see any of the outside brigade challenging, although I full respect for Panorama because I know he's very fast out and Mr. Ticker out wide as well for the Rawlings team. But in looking at it, Yates, and this is just my take on it, I think Sandave Diamond's drawn to get to the rail first. Tom Keeping challenge, possibly race away. And if I've got Tom Keeping on top and he crosses Sandave Diamond, I think it makes it a little bit harder for Ravers Army. He's got to just wait a little bit, but I think he'll be charging home. So I'm looking at him to fill second. Fantastic Dixie. I'm interested in see what you think Yatesy where's she going to end up in the run well
1: Um, look the way you've spoken about this race I I think is is spot on and I I see it very similar that the key to me is as we touched on earlier it's going to be that section off the back to the home turn now I think Tom keeping has got that superior acceleration to get over and Cross Sandave Diamond eventually. Sandave, I think, probably jumps in front. Yep. Tom Keeping, I think, out musters and pushes hard. Fantastic Dixie will be trying to go, but I'm not sure it can go with Tom Keeping in that little part of the race. Yep. Ravers Army, the same. I think if it bounces like it did last week, good, but it can't muster like the others. Yep. It'll be booting through. What it can do is hold a position, and I think that's key yep. because we saw in the heats, bounced, pressure, held, came again. I think that's... a Big, big part to its race. So what I see happening is Tom Keeping pushing on getting to the front. Fantastic Dixie to me, look, it's got to be within a length of Tom Keeping off the back section and in front of Ravers Army for me to be able to win because the chance it's got in the race is to go full bore around that bend and we saw how strong it was in the run to the wire. Like it was really strong late yeah. and that's going to be key. So I know Tom Keeping rang the time. So how does it get past Tom Keeping if it's a length back? Look, the the truth is I don't know and it probably might not. But Ravers Army is the one that yeah. can show this bottom end strength on the back of the middle distance racing. It's testing uh, this, this particular race at this particular level and, um, And it's the one that if sitting off, it's not out of the race. So I've probably got Raver's Army on top. However, I do like the price of Tom Keeping because I think you're probably right. I think it probably does find the lead. Um, And in front, I mean, going to be very hard to beat. So, uh, look... Toss-up for me between the one and the four. And, look, probably the three next best is, I mean, is Victor Mikey a roughie who can stay out of trouble and close off harder? He just doesn't have the bottom end that these other fancies near the inside would have.
0: Yeah, I just think uh, he was really good in the heats, as we discussed. But I just think he's going to be stuck out there too wide. He won't be – I don't can't see him being in front. Mm. I missed a ticket out of the seven – um, who I think is a sneaky each-way chance to fill a hole. Yeah. He likes to stay a bit wider. Yeah. So I just think it makes it even harder for Victor Mikey. He has to then go in behind to try and find a run, and they're going to be running time up front. So as much as I was impressed by his performance, I just think at this level, I just I can't see him getting into the race. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I think could throw the cat amongst opinions is a dog like Panorama comes out, carves down. Yeah. It then brings in Mr. Ticket and Victor Mikey, okay? Um, But I just think that the dogs are running too fast to their inside. Um, And that's why I'm liking Tom keeping on top Ravers Army. I said, I think Mr. Ticket can fill a hole if there's any sort of sort of jostling around um, at a good price. Um, And and definitely fantastic Dixie um, to fill out the four. But it's a really interesting race. And like all these races, Yates, I mean, it's. You've, you pick the point where the race is going to be won and lost. It's not going yeah. to run 50 metres after the start. Yeah. It's that that middle section yeah. and that'll determine everything. So, I mean, it's going to be a wonderful race on Sunday night. My what, what's concern, your numbers?
1: Well, my little concern with Mr. Ticket is just like in the in the heat, I didn't feel like he handled the clutter all that well. Like he probably held a spot, but he, he wasn't really going um, yeah. as compared to maybe a Ravers Army who was holding and then going. Uh, so I just thought he might get you know, tangled up a little yeah. bit. Look, I concede the point on, on Panorama. I'm going to go Ravers Army on top to beat four Tom Keeping, but yeah. I could easily go the other way if the, if you twisted the arm. I thought Fantastic Dixie was clearly the uh, the next best, and and then it's take your pick for yeah. me. Yeah, what do you think?
0: Yeah, no, again, Tom Keeping, I think we're right with the race. Um, Ravers Army for second. Mr. Ticket. I just think he probably prefers the the big one turn four fifty five at this stage in his career. He's yep. getting a bit older. I think that suits him. I don't mind him out in box seven, to be honest. A bit of but I, I take your point. You know, if he a bit of crowding from last week, but as like said, I'll throw him in for third. I think he can be a bit of a, a, bit of a blowout, and then fantastic Dixie for fourth. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a really good race.
1: What about uh, Thursday night, mate? We've got the final of the uh, the SA launching pad. Do you, do you have a market available for that just no, yet? Not ta- at the moment. The tab don't have one out yet. Okay, so the box draw is like this uh, Victor Curl in one, uh, Livet in box two, we've got Spartan Brave in three, Agent 99 in four, uh, box five for Could Be King. Zipping Highland, uh, box six, faster than slow in seven, and uh, Rage and Riot in box number eight. See my future rolling right. The uh, two reserves, Matho, take us through this one. The uh,
0: final of the launching pad. What do you make of it? Well, the main chances have drawn awkwardly. Yes. <laughs> to, to, to be to be blunt about it, but. I'm going to jump on your bandwagon, Yatesy. I'm pretty sure – well, I, I assume you're going to be going for could-be-king. How
1: do you think he's going to handle – because, look, we touched on this in in the lead-in that these heats, yep. there was a lot of space. You could you could do what you like. It was a bit like in footy. You're out there, a bit of bruise-free footy. Yep. This isn't going to be that. This is finals-like atmosphere yep. where you've got to cop what's coming, you've got to make your own way, and you've got to get your own runs. I think he's capable of being able to do that, but – I mean, there's a squeeze going on here because I think, you know, Livert will want to get up. Yep. Uh, Agent 99 might be the nice little speed yeah. in the race, but Zipping Highland might stay up the track a touch. Um, and Rage and Rider, are we pushing over, I'd imagine, from, from Box 8. So I, I just really feel uh, the box draw is important here because yep. there's one that I think can sort of measure up. But I'm with him. How do you feel
0: he can handle the traffic and stuff around him? I'm okay with... Um box five, I probably would have, if he'd have drawn inside, that's when a lot of traffic comes his way. But I think drawing box five, the way I saw the race, and I agree with you, I think Agent is the key for him. Agent 99 needs to run a bit of cover for him to the first turn. Do you think she leads? Sir? Yeah, um, Spart- Spartan Brave will come out um, and Agent 99 fr- from his inside, they'll both come out. So Agent 99 might lead, doesn't have to. Um, because I think there'll be enough speed there that could be King will be able to slot across. Yep. My concern is Livet on out of the two that if they are on level terms, Livet will want to get off on their first turn. Yep. So he just needs to avoid Livet to be off. To be fair, avoid Livet, and I think he's in the race up to his ears. And I think um, Rage and Riot from out wide possibly leads them all, but probably will go that fast early that it won't really affect the rest of them. So I think the race could break up a little bit. I uh, could be King shows that he just, he wants to get up the rail, sorry, get along the inside and really charge home. But early in the race, he's not a, he doesn't dive to the rail. He's no. happy to just sit off a little bit. Yep. So I think he, if he can get around that first turn, I think he's okay. And, Jeez, he's got the strength in the race yeah. and he'll, he'll barge his way through. I, I can't see him necessarily needing to go to the outside because I think runs will come for him. So I'm pretty, pretty buoyant about him, even though he's not going to be leading to the first turn yeah. and you're going to need a touch of luck, right? But I think I'm, I'm with him. He's To me, he's the most um, promising in, in the field and he's got plenty of upside. So I'm with him on top. Where did you think he'd end up in the run?
1: Look, I, I agree. I'm, I'm hoping he can sort of get to that third or fourth, just one or two off the inside. I mean, he's a big dog, so he's 36 kilo. So you're right in what you say. He can probably absorb and go. My little concern is if he gets stopped in his tracks a bit, can he pick up again and go? Now, is he going to get stopped? Maybe not, because what I see happening is I see the rail opening up very, very strongly because I think Victor Curl is going to get the sweetest run and I, I think it's, it's going to be... I think she'll run a race. I mean, I've got her in the top three because I think Livert will stay up. I think Agent 99 will be trying to work over. Could Be King will be in behind. Zipping Highland will be deep. You've got Raging Right who will push on. I think Victor Curl is going to get a lovely run through. And I know it was beaten a fair margin by Could Be King in in the lead through. Uh, But, look, if he has any sort of bad luck, I think she probably might get things. What she had, uh, four box one runs for three wins. So, she has drawn where she can probably pull a run here.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree with you hundred percent. I was just slightly disappointing how much ground she gave up to the other two in yep. her heat. Yep. Uh it sorry, in his heat, sorry, I think Victor Kerr. Um, but you know, I don't know. I think he's got enough speed to be up there. But I, I just I just think they're gonna have to go thirty 30- six They're going to have to go better than 30-70 to win this race. And I think that's the max for some of these dogs.
1: I agree. Look, could be King's the only one that sort of stretched beyond that. And that that only happened last week in his particular. He only just put it all together. I think that's the key with him too. He's still got so much learning and he's figuring out how he can run in races. And it was a real step up in a small field, admittedly, but I I really like the way he went. I'll tell you the other one I'm a bit keen on is Zipping Highland. i touched on him uh, in the heat with Could Be King. I mean, he was beaten four lengths. I thought he really was bold in, in chasing down... Um, out after the sort of tearaway strength of could be king and uh, gee I thought he held his ground well and I I thought he's drawn where he maybe will will like he he likes to track middle to wide I thought he was he's my danger so I've gone 5-6-1 just for the numbers but I really thought he had a great chance in this race
0: yeah I think uh, he has drawn again they'd probably like to draw a bit closer to the rail but the way the race sets up I think drawing six um, Rage and Riot will will possibly be off and gone yeah so He's going to get plenty of opportunity to work into the race. Um, and any touch of bad luck to Could Be King, zipping Highland is definitely the danger for me. I'm very similar to you. I've got the five on top. As I say, a bit more buoyant around where he might run, knowing what he can do in his last section. Um, zipping Highland for second. And I, I'm going to go with Agent 9-9 because I reckon it might, he might be able to get close – he might be able to get to the rails first. So I think he can run a bold race. The interesting
1: thing with Could Be King, he's had six starts – He's had five of them box one or two. And the other start is box eight. So three, four, five, six, seven. He's never found himself there. Yeah. So this is new territory. Once again, a new learning experience for him and how he handles it. I, I think it's probably going to pan out okay from the elements you've touched on. But look, it's a new thing for him. Um, but that said, he's the, the on top pick. Uh, terrific. All right, that's a look at the uh, the launching pad, Matho. Yes. Uh, now, here we go. You've got the uh, the chest out and ready to beat it again. Yep. You, you <laughs> stayed on the Molly Irish bandwagon last oh. week. I saw you, the. Cast with Lockie, and you got the cash again. She's looking to make it through. You're not on her again Thursday, No, no, I've jumped <laughs> off her.
0: But I remember you saying to me that, that, you know, you just keep backing them in. The more yeah. they win, they keep winning. Yeah. They get, you keep getting a better price. Yeah, um, true. But, yeah, no, I've, I've jumped off her this week. But isn't she going really well? Oh, Yachty? yeah, she is. She's drawn the eight, I think, Thursday,
1: hasn't she? Yeah.
0: yeah. isn't with Queen of Scotch in the race. Yeah. I just don't know if she can get to the lead with yeah. Queen of Scotch. Th- in, on her inside. Yep. It's going really well and, and definitely got the job done for the dog cast list as I felt so sorry for Lockie <laughs> who was on See My Future and um, not a scrap of luck there. Love. No, copped so
1: heaps, heaps of trouble in the uh, the launching pad heat. Uh, now, what are you going for Thursday night? What's the best bet, Matho?
0: The best bet will be in race 11 and it's oh. number four, flip the script. Tell for, me about this. Neil Mann. Uh, really good run last start. Um, flashed home against similar opposition he meets here, uh, to run second, charged home. He's got five and six hundred meter form from interstate. Neil Mann. It's only a couple of runs for him. Uh, he's won at Gawler. He beat Kruger's Lass at Gawler, so which is a fine effort to beat her. It he was Gawler. double figure odds there. He was. Yeah. I think I think he'll get a nice run into the race. I think he's going to slot in behind the speed and be really strong at the end. Um, so hopefully we can get a, a bit of odds there about him. You know, maybe the three or four dollars. I think that I don't think you'll get much more than that. But I like him on top for Neil Mann. Well,
1: uh, I've had to go searching just for yes. into the confidence bin, you know, just to try and get something, try and rebuild some yeah. belief and strength. So I've gone a bit of a weak way here, I think. Uh, Queen of Scotch for me, yep. uh, race six, number four. I, I think you're right. Uh, we touched on on that race with uh, Molly Irish. I, I think Queen of Scotch will burn through and, and be too good after a campaign in Victoria. Yeah. So uh, race six, number four, she's my best. And... Look, I'm going to tip into uh, could be king as well. So okay, nice. we, we've had him twice and been rolled. Third time lucky. So in the feature, um, I'm, I'm going to put a star next to his name as well. So hopefully Excellent. we can uh, get the cash there on on Thursday night. You got anything else you want to add, mate? Before we wind it up for today? No, no,
0: it's been a big show. Uh, really looking forward to yeah Thursday night launching pad. Sunday night um, Murray Bridge Cup. Also Yatesy just on that the winner of the Murray Bridge Cup, yeah, uh, dog and or trainer. There's a ten thousand dollar bonus if they can go off to Mount Gambia a few weeks later, towards the end of the month, and, and win the Mount Gambia Cup. So, terrific. Um, we've had some dogs try to take it out in recent years. Um, Webleck Ranger won the Murray Bridge Cup last year and then ran second in the Mount Gambia Cup. So, they uh, they did really well, but they didn't get the bonus. So, yeah. whoever wins on uh, Sunday night, you know, no doubt they'll probably head off to Mount Gambia. Um, with a team of dogs.
1: Oh, terrific stuff. Well, uh, mate, good on you, Matho. Great dog cast. And I hope you uh, get a winner Thursday night and we'll uh, see you at the Murray Bridge Cup on Sunday.